This is Sound and Vision on KEXP. As part of our series apparently exploring parents and music, KEXP contributor Celine Teoblocki talked with Emmy the Great about being caught between the East and the West and its impact on her identity, music, and motherhood. Emily Moss sings under the moniker Emmy the Great. In 2009, she released her debut album, First Love, and it was very English. She sang in a rather posh and proper middle-class accent associated with the South of England. Her themes of nature were very much in the grain of romantic poets like William Wordsworth. Her motives of falling into rabbit holes echoed English author Lewis Carroll. In the middle of September, we entertained the thought of falling into rabbit holes and never coming out. Emma grew up in Hong Kong, speaking Cantonese and learned Mandarin at school. I went to a Chinese school and I was the only girl who was considered white. Emma's father is English and her mother is Chinese. This constant back and forth with her race and identity meant that her sense of belonging was always in question. My mum was born in Hong Kong and I am part Chinese, so there was always this desire to be one of the gang And then this also kind of slightly knowing that there was just a little bit of awkwardness. Growing up, her biracial background was noticeable to people around her, to the point where they would call it out and call her names. The word was guaimoi, which means ghost girl. Have you heard that? Guailou, guaimoi. Guailou is a slightly derogatory Cantonese term, which translates to mean ghost person. It's a slang in Asia meaning white person. Emma's family moved from Hong Kong to England when she was 11. Finally, she thought she would fit in. And I was so desperate to be seen as British and to be accepted that I just worked so hard on that. And I threw away my Cantonese. I put it all in a box and I hid it and I pretended that I was a different person. And it was nice, you know, like you get to reinvent yourself when you move countries. But I think I lost something in the process. Thankfully for Emma, making music helped her explore what she'd lost and find her way back. As her music career progressed, you can hear her embracing her biracial heritage in songs. Her third album, Second Love, was the first time you hear her incorporating Chinese languages into her music. Her song Social Halo was released with English and Cantonese versions. So I was missing my mum. My mum and dad moved back to Hong Kong around the time I made my second record. For the album's moody lead single, Swimming Pool, she wrote about the sense of alienation and wanting to belong. This song she felt needed to be sung in Mandarin. In the midst of making her third album, Emma felt a reconnection to a Chinese heritage and a pull back to Hong Kong. In 2018, after a British Council songwriting residency in China, she met her partner on a blind date in Hong Kong. He's white and was born in the UK. Soon after, she moved back to Hong Kong and a year later, their daughter was born. I ended up having my baby in the hospital that I was born in. Motherhood allowed Emma to reflect on her own childhood and connect to her Chinese heritage in a new way. 
In Chinese culture, after a mother gives birth, there is a period known as confinement that many Asians still practice in varying degrees. Traditionally, an in-law is expected to come and live with the family for a month and help cook, clean and look after mother and baby. Mothers, in turn, are expected to rest and recover at home. I didn't know about it. We had a doula, as she told us about it, and I had inadvertently booked some work that involved being out two weeks after birth. And someone working on the project chastised her for being out with a newborn. It was like a whiplash, like, you know, how many times am I going to be crap at being part of this culture? She found it challenging trying to be her own type of mother within Hong Kong's conservative culture. She did end up benefiting from some aspects of confinement with the help of her mother who was living nearby at the time. Emma started thinking about motherhood and identity. She suspects it must have also been difficult for her mom to negotiate being married to a Kwai Lo, a white man. Emma wondered how her mom must have felt when she then decided to stop speaking Cantonese when the family moved to the UK when Emma was younger. Every time there's a new stage of life, both mother and child have to figure out how they do it and I think there were probably at the beginning both of us didn't know how we were gonna do it how were we gonna lock into like a Chinese mom and daughter or were we gonna do it our way or like how are we gonna do it here is a song that is so (laughs) (laughs) mean-spirited that every time I hear it I think I should call him and apologize (laughs) um, to celebrate that fact (laughs) Emma's child was only five months old when she went back on tour again in the UK. One of her Chinese aunts travelled with her on a trip to help her with her baby. She had always offered. And we always knew that my partner wouldn't get that time off work. On that tour, Emma shared stories about performing with leaky boobs and how she had to stop midway through her first gig to change her baby's diaper. And when I got on stage, I forgot all the words, the songs. But my, my audience is so cool, like, They've been coming to my gigs consistently throughout my whole adult life. And I knew I had a baby. They sang the songs with me. Emma's label, Bella Union, have been equally understanding. They delayed April, her fourth album, so that she could take her maternity leave. April was eventually released in 2020 when Emma's baby was almost two years old. This record embraces her Chinese identity more than any of her other albums to date. It's filled with Eastern instruments, melodies and themes, songs about reincarnation, the Autumn Festival and Chang'e, the Chinese moon goddess. They were searching for a Chinese queen. These days, Emma's trying to embrace the wholeness of her identity without feeling she has to choose to either be English or Chinese. And you hear this in her music. I think I just sort of grew up code switching as a natural way of being. As I get older, I sort of don't want to always compartmentalize everything and be in different headspaces all the time. Identity is always on her mind as she navigates motherhood with a white partner and a mixed race child they're now raising in London. But Emma doesn't want to push anything on her daughter. The most important thing to me would be that she was comfortable in who she is. And once you have that foundation, opening up your culture and your heritage is is like opening this beautiful library room with infinite shelves. And I want her to have 
that as a joyful experience. Emma is currently conducting songwriting classes and will release new music about motherhood and friendships later this year. For Sound and Vision, I'm Celine Teo Blocky. Where have you been all of my Next time on Apparently, we'll hear from a musician who spent much of her pregnancy at her mother's hospital bedside after her mom suffered from a stroke. So I would talk to her all the time, but I would also sing and I would sing Child of Mine to her over and over again and try and remind her that I had a baby coming and that she needed to get better. That's on the next episode of Sound and Vision. Thanks so much for listening. Before you go, please take a moment to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. And I know I say that every single episode, but I really mean it. Little things like that really go a long way in helping spread the word that this podcast exists. It's a very oversaturated podcast world out there. And your help to support it by telling a friend about it, Subscribing to, rating, and reviewing this podcast goes a long way. You can also help financially support this show by giving a one-time $20 donation at kexp.org slash sound. Thanks for listening.